It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. On a Monday that's got big Monday vibes. We got stuff all over the place, stuff not working. Anthony, does my mic sound weird to you? I feel like there's like an echo to it. Uh, a, l- a little, not really. Check one, two, three, four. Nothing? You got nothing on that? Nope. Okay, well, that's good. Maybe it's just my headphones, which were now you're a little low. Incredibly that's what it is. loud, uh, because Chris Russell. I don't know whether it's Russell's headphones. I don't know whether it's his ears. Something just he keeps the volume so loud. And today, I did not double check to adjust that before I started the show, and so I just started talking and was like, "Wow, that's really loud." Also, the graphics package uh, didn't load, so that's that's fun. Uh, so we're just off to a tremendous start to this weekend, and he's basically where we're at. Very different than our weekends, which were relaxed. I enjoyed so much having two days off. I can't can't express to you enough how delightful that was. Uh, you know, kind of thing that makes you look forward to the off season, even though uh, you know we're we're sad. We would rather I, let me put it this way. I would much rather have playoff football. But if we're not going to have playoff football, getting back to two-day weekends, not a bad consolation prize. You know? It's not at all. Uh, You know, I I finally got to enjoy Sunday fun day. I didn't have to sit at home and, you know, watch a commander's game and dissect it or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I got to have some fun this week. Yeah, you were in Miami. I was indeed. Uh... Look like a great time. Very <laughs> limited sharing on Instagram. Yes. But the stories that you did post seemed like there was a plan for the weekend that was well executed. Yes. Uh, I basically just try to tell my friend, uh, we got to make it to the fourth quarter and we got to survive, you know, Miami. And uh, I think we did a pretty good job. How late were you up Saturday night? Saturday night? Ah. <laughs> Saturday night, I was, I didn't get home until like five. I want to say, yeah, like five, I want to say. Nice. And as soon as I got home, I went straight to sleep. Well, yeah, it was five. Yeah. You know the last time I was up at five? Or up till five, I should say? College. I don't know if it was that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like 10 years ago. Yeah. I feel like there was something. That or, you know, earlier, once you were recent grad, you know, you go back to school. Yep. And like we have the bank, the Z89 banquet. Mm. There were times I was up for that. I was definitely up super late the night the Caps won the Cup, but it wasn't five. Yeah, I don't know the last time I was up till five. I don't I like didn't, being I, up that late. No, like I can't remember times more recently that I was up at five for like flights. <laughs> but I am much more likely to be getting up at five than I am to still be up at five. Yeah. Five on the front end, that's definitely happened. Um, I mean, shoot, I used to have to wake up before that for work, mm. as we discussed last week. Yep. Uh, but, but waking up or staying up that late, no thanks. I was definitely tired. Not yeah. my vibe. All right, uh, so here's what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to kind of have a regular Monday show. Obviously, there's no game to talk about, but... In preparation for the playoffs, uh, for those of you that were not with us uh, on the show during the playoffs last year, 
what we would do is take the same first and ten that you know and love from the week uh, when we'd have ten commanders takes, and we just do it about the games that were played. And so we figured, why not do that? Uh, why not have a first and ten by week edition? Uh, Michael Phillips is going to join us like usual. Uh, we'll go around the NFL as usual. So a lot of Monday staples. Uh, it's a Wizards game day, so Dave Johnson will join us. But it does start with a game day edition or a week 14 by week edition of first and 10. It's time to get the breakdown started. First up, 10 observations. It's first and 10. Oh, you know, we got to start with the biggest piece of controversy this weekend. Number one. I hate the Canarius Tony call. Hate it because it's right. And it just grinds my gears that that's correct. Oh, it makes me so mad. But it's it's 100% the right call. And I think it just makes me so mad because there's so many things in football that I wish I could do. I wish I had Kadarius Tony's athleticism. I wish I had Patrick Mahomes anything uh, in terms of his, his football ability. But the one thing that I feel like I could do well consistently is line up on sides. And it's just the kind of thing that it happens every once in a blue moon um, guys line up. It happens far more to defensive linemen than anyone else. And there's just so many ways to prevent it. Like Kadarius Tony obviously could look at the ball, look at the marker and go, oh, I'm in front of them. I need to back up. Cool. All right. Done. No offsides. Um, you could also ask the referee, which you should do every time. And unless you're Terry McLaurin against the Giants last year, there's no... Uh, there's no, there's no risk there because they're not going to call you offsides if they tell you you're onsides. So you just you look back and uh, you're saved. Sometimes refs will even help you out. Hey, hey, 19, back up. Now, on this particular case, it's hard to ask the ref to do that because Tony's on the inside of a bunch, um, which, by the way, he may have also looked around and been like, damn, these dudes are way far behind me. I need to scoot back a little bit. Um, am I offsides? None of that happened. Kadarius Tony lined up so egregiously offsides that the line judge or the side judge couldn't see the ball. And that's why he called it. And I know that a lot of offensive players in the immediate aftermath were like, hey, if they don't give you a warning, that's pretty crap to call. And I do think that there is a point that if you are like Patrick Mahomes and you're just like, what effect did that have on the play? It didn't. Kadarius Tony being two feet back doesn't change that play at all, except for the flag. And I think that's incredibly frustrating. But at the time that the flag is thrown, immediately after the snap, we don't know, and the ref doesn't know, that he is going to take off the board one of the greatest individual plays in NFL history. What an insane play by Travis Kelsey. And I know he does this. This is not the first time. But to, to do it in that moment against the Bills, against a rival. These two teams have met so often in the playoffs. This game means so much to both. Chiefs fighting for the number one seed. Bills fighting for their playoff lives in a lot of ways. And to have Mahomes hit Kelsey and Kelsey to make that play and to wipe it off because the dude is two feet farther up when he's not even involved in the play until the lateral way later. It's not like his route one and he was able to win because he was two feet ahead. No, he was free because everyone ran at Travis Kelsey. 
is feels cheap. It feels dirty. It feels like it shouldn't happen. But at the end of the day, it's all the game. And see the idea that you know, player let the players decide the game. The players did. Kadarius Tony lined up offsides. All the referee did was reflect that. It's not like they he unnecessarily inserted himself. And by the way, like I think about this in basketball all the time. If, if someone gets called for a moving screen late in the game, and it's like, oh, you got to let that go. You got to let the players decide it. If I'm the defender and the ref doesn't call that, I'm livid. You didn't let me decide it. I fought my ass off over that screen and I got hip checked and you're not going to call it because it's uh, 20 seconds to go in the fourth quarter and I got a game winner hit on me when it should. I played defense to the best of my abilities. I hate that logic. Let the players decide the game. The ref should accurately reflect what happened on the field. And that is how the players decide the game. Do the things on the field that are necessary. I hate it so much that un- that the reality is Kadarius Tony cost the Chiefs the game. But he did. So is it frustrating? Yes. But that frustration should be directed at Kadarius Tony and not the ref. Number two. Uh, related. The Chiefs have a wide receiver problem. They have a major wide receiver problem to the point that they have lost five games this year. And I saw the stat last night that four of them have gone the wrong way because of a Chiefs receiver dropping or committing a penalty on what would otherwise be a game-winning touchdown. Again, they've lost five times this year, and they've either had a penalty wipe out a game-winning touchdown or a game-winning touchdown fall through a receiver's hands four times. And I would bet that Patrick Mahomes, with some time away to reflect, will realize that the frustration he showed on the sideline last night is not just about that call on the referees. It's that that dude feels like he can't catch a break. He's playing phenomenal football. And he doesn't get any help. Like, he just doesn't get the help that professional wide receivers should be giving him. And it's a joke. Like, And, and the thing is, it's the players not playing well. They invested. They did a good job in Kansas City, planning for the exit of Tyreek Hill. Kelsey was the more important piece. Good job. They kept Kelsey. Not that Hill's not incredible, obviously. He's a legitimate MVP candidate on his way to a record-breaking 2,000-yard receiving season. But they had to make decisions, and Mahomes and Kelsey were the more important pieces for them to win, by the way, validated by the fact that they already have a ring since he left. And then they spent second-round draft capital, capital multiple times. And the guy that's killing them is Sky Moore, number 24. And he had a touchdown in the Super Bowl last year. That's great. But he's a second-round pick, and he's not reliable at all. And I think Rashi Rice is going to be pretty good. He's shown so much burst and so much potential, but he lacks consistency because he's a rookie. Second-round pick, but a rookie. And so long-term, if Rice turns out, I think the Chiefs will be fine. I also think they'll probably spend a little bit of money there to help if Marquez... Uh, Valdez Scantling would be more consistent as well. But like Tony's got to be your fourth guy who's a super gadget guy. They're having to rely on him to play receiver and he's not good enough to do it. And so they got a real problem there in Kansas City. Now, if those dudes get hot for three games in the playoffs, they can absolutely win the Super Bowl again. But right now, week in, week out in the regular season, they're going to have to figure out other ways to win. And the fact that Pacheco was out yesterday in the running game obviously is not as good without him. 
probably is another reason why Kansas City ultimately comes up short against Buffalo. All right, we got the rest of the league to talk about next, including the Cowboys. What a win last night over the Eagles. We'll also talk about a very interesting situation the Bears suddenly find themselves in with Justin Fields. That's next to wrap up a Week 14 All-NFL edition of First and Ten on the Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app.